the main purpose of today is just to say hello. We're in the season of holidays. Today is World Hello Day. According to one account, this occasion was created by two brothers in Arizona in 1973 as a way of promoting peace. In a cluttered calendar of holidays, Hello Day sounds okay. Gets us in the spirit for this week of Thanksgiving. I'm Sean Tubbs, and simply put, hello, world. On today's program, Delegate Sally Hudson will seek the same Virginia Senate seat that Senator Cree Deeds is seeking. A nonprofit that seeks to fund scholarship at the University of Virginia has purchased a site where 64 apartments near the university had been expected. The city of Charlottesville seeks people to join a committee to plan for the future of the downtown mall and updates on Greenbrier Elementary School, reusable trash bags, and the city's economic development strategic plan in a new segment called Procurement Roundup. In this first Patreon-fueled shout-out, Unsilent Night is Wednesday, November 30th from 7 to 8 p.m. WTJU is pleased to host the third annual Charlottesville edition of Phil Klein's Unsilent Night, a luminous soundscape played by the audience on mobile devices and Bluetooth speakers as they walk around the streets of Charlottesville's downtown. A group will convene at the X part and then promenade along a carefully chosen route through downtown Charlottesville, creating a unique mobile sound sculpture which is different from every listener's perspective. Advanced registration is requested at wtju.net slash unsilent2022. Say hello to election season. Delegate Sally Hudson has announced on a campaign fundraising website that she will seek the nomination for the new Senate district that covers Albemarle, Amherst, Charlottesville, and Nelson. In a segment on the site, Hudson wrote that the best way to safeguard the future is to send innovative, energetic representatives to Richmond who remind voters every day why state representation matters. Hudson's main website also states that she is seeking the seat. Senator Creed Deeds, who represents the obsolete 25th District, has moved to Charlottesville in order to run for the new Senate District 11. This will likely mean a contested primary on June 20th of next year. If she wanted to stay in the House of Delegates, Hudson would have campaigned for House District 54, which covers all of Charlottesville and a portion of urbanized Albemarle County. This leaves the seat open. Hudson ran for the open seat vacated by former delegate and city councilor David Toscano. Hudson defeated former city councilor Kathy Galvin in the 2019 primary on a roughly two-to-one margin. She was unopposed in 2019, but defeated Republican Phil Hamilton on a four-to-one margin in the 2021 general election. Deeds was first elected to the General Assembly in 1991, when he defeated an incumbent. He entered the Senate 10 years later when winning a special election. He also ran for Attorney General in 2005 and Governor in 2009. All 140 seats in the General Assembly are up for a vote in the November 7th general election. Democrats control the Senate with 21 seats to the Republicans' 19. The Republicans control the House of Delegates with 52 seats to the Democrats' 47. House District 35 is currently vacant. 
Ted Keem resigned earlier this year to join the Biden administration. A special election will be held on January 10th, one day before the General Assembly convenes for the 2023 session. An entity associated with the Jefferson Scholars Foundation has spent $4.3 million to buy six properties near Scott Stadium that had been planned for construction of a 64-unit apartment complex on about 1.6 acres. Maury Holdings LLC paid 253.8% over the 2022 assessment to buy the properties, five of which are undeveloped. A historic structure built in 1911 is on the fifth. The Jefferson Schools Foundation is located across the street, about a tenth of a mile away from the site. Directly across Maury Avenue from this site is the Cavalier Court apartment complex that was built in 1963. Southern Development sought and won a rezoning for the property in 2019, when the classification was changed to R3. An original plan for that development would have seen 33 units, but a special use permit was granted earlier this year to increase that to 64 units. The future land use map in the comprehensive plan designates this property as high-intensity residential. Activity on the site appeared headed toward construction. City Council agreed in October to relocate a sewer line in order to facilitate redevelopment. Southern Development had no comment for this story. James H. Wright, the president of the Jefferson Scholars Foundation, is a party to a lawsuit against the city of Charlottesville for granting a special use permit for a 119-unit apartment complex at 2005 Jefferson Park Avenue. Wright owns a property on Observatory Avenue, according to the complaint. The home at 209 Maury Avenue was designed by architect Eugene Bradbury in 1911. That's according to a 1982 historic survey, which refers to the two-story building as the Walsh McShane House. The current home of the Jefferson Scholars Foundation is on the site of a former structure designed also by Eugene Bradbury, on property purchased by the foundation for $3 million. At the time, the property was assessed at nearly $1.1 million. In June of 2007, City Council endorsed an $18 million bond package financed by what was then called the Charlottesville Industrial Development Authority. That September, the foundation sought to increase that amount to $21 million. At the time, members of the group Preservation Piedmont appealed to Council to require the foundation to keep what was known as the Compton House as part of their redevelopment plans. When it appeared council was set to require that as a condition for the increase, the foundation opted to proceed with the lower amount and the project went ahead. A request for comment from the foundation was not received in time for publication of this story. Entities related to the University of Virginia often have resources to pay well over the usual assessment. On October 19th, an entity associated with the University of Virginia Foundation purchased 2119 Ivy Road for $2.575 million. That's 177.66% over the 22 assessment of $927,400. According to Jeffrey S. Davis, that particular transaction has been classified as an invalid sale, 
which means it will not calculate towards assessments for 2023. The nearly half-acre parcel is between Copley Road and the section of the Ivy Square Shopping Center the foundation purchased last December for $20 million. The foundation has been slowly assembling properties on Ivy Road for many years. The property remains on the tax rolls until transferred to the Board of Visitors. In just under two weeks, the city of Charlottesville will hold another grand illumination at the Charlottesville Pavilion to say hello to a new holiday tree. This will take place in a space that is now the eastern anchor of a former city street, and thousands will be there. Perhaps some of the attendees will be doing research into the future of the downtown mall, an initiative that dates back to the late 1950s. The first section opened in 1976, and there's a lot of history from before and after. But what about the future? Here's a section from a press release that went out on Friday. The city manager is forming a downtown mall committee for the purpose of discussing and vetting ideas for the future management and operations of the mall. The intent of this committee is to be a representative public forum for the discussion of the challenges and potential solutions for the downtown mall. The goal will be to create an action plan within a year. Here's one of the questions in the application. From your perspective, why is the downtown mall important and what is the most important consideration for its future? I'd also love to hear your answers. Leave a comment below, two paragraphs max. You're listening to Charlottesville Community Engagement and in today's second Patreon-fueled shout-out, Want to learn how to help our unhoused neighbors find affordable, permanent housing? Livable Seaville is hosting a webinar, Homelessness in Charlottesville, From Stigma to Solutions, on Wednesday, December 14th at 5.30 p.m. Learn from experts from The Haven and the Blue Ridge Area Coalition for the Homeless about housing, homelessness, and policy recommendations to address homelessness in Charlottesville. Registration information is available at livableseaville.org. Now back to Charlottesville Community Engagement. I write a lot about budgets, including descriptions of what elected bodies have agreed to spend taxpayer money on. Sometimes what I learn throughout the week does not add up to more than a one-paragraph stories or so. So every now and then I will just start sharing interesting things I find. Some of these update stories I've already written about what elected bodies have agreed to, as I said, spend taxpayer money on. I did not edit that copy well. A reusable bag program is still on despite sourcing issues. Charlottesville has canceled a request for quotations for a firm to provide reusable bags for eligible community members. Here's a memo sent out last week by Procurement and Risk Management Services. Specifically, none of the builders were able to meet the delivery date stated within the solicitation. The new five-cent tax on plastic bags at retail stores goes into effect on January 1st, 2023 in both Albemarle and Charlottesville. City Council allocated $20,000 toward the effort in late October. Deputy City Manager Sam Sanders said the program will proceed despite the sourcing issues. In an email to Charlottesville Community Engagement this morning, he said the city is working on an alternative approach to securing the bags for Department of Social Services to distribute to eligible SNAP 
and WIC recipients. The city has issued an invitation for bids for the modernization of Greenbrier Elementary School. Project involves renovation of parts of Greenbrier Elementary School, including, but not limited to, flooring, ceiling replacement, minor HVAC ductwork, storefront glass, and finish work. Project will require coordination with other work on related and unrelated projects on the school site. There is a 456-page manual for the project. A pre-bid conference is scheduled for November 29, 2022. Submissions will be received through December 14th. Work is expected to begin next June 12th, with substantial completion on August 11th. Another school-related project is a request for quotes for a firm to provide vertical geothermal test bore and formation thermal conductivity testing. A total of two test bores are required, and the cost includes transportation of either a mud rotary drilling rig or a compressed air drilling rig. Each borehole shall be a minimum of 500 feet. The completed depth shall be determined by the placement of the U-bend. The distance from the bottom of the U-bend to the surface shall constitute the completed bore depth. Earlier this year, the city announced it was seeking a firm to conduct an economic development strategic plan. Last week, the contract was awarded to Residence Consultancy of New York City. Economic Development Director Chris Engel told the Economic Development Authority in September that the plan would include public input opportunities and that this would be the first such plan in a decade. For contrast, Albemarle County has their Project Enable plan for their Economic Development Strategic Plan. And that's it for episode number 461 of Charlottesville Community Engagement. Another holiday week and another set of plans to get through a week in which some get time off from work, but many others do not. The world never stops moving, and this newsletter aims to pay attention and remain vigilant. This week, though, there will most likely be two more installments of the program. How will you know? The best way to stay in touch with me as I produce the newsletter is through Substack Chat, where I post daily production updates. There's a link to that in the newsletter. I'm able to do those daily production updates thanks to the support from listeners and readers, and for those who support Town Crier Productions on Patreon. Coming up sometime this week is the October 22 property transactions for Charlottesville, which will go first to subscribers. This would be a great week to join. And if you do sign up through Substack, Ting will match your initial payment. Hooray for Ting! This helps provide additional support as I keep an eye on the boiling kettle, the drying paint, and the scintillation of bureaucracy. And even if you don't sign up for a paid subscription to this newsletter, Ting still wants your business. And if you sign up through a link in the newsletter, you will get a free installation, a $75 gift card to the downtown mall, and a second month for free. Just enter the promo code COMMUNITY. Thanks today to Jen Finazzo and Bree Luck for providing sound bites. Now, let's get back to the world turning. Have a great day.